welcome, welcome. Welcome. What rounds of welcome? Velcro? Uh. Delco? AMCO? Uh. The CEO? It's over. It's over now. Ah, uh, downtown. Freddie Brown. Charlie Brown. Chuck Brown. Round town. I think I should do that for a living. I was just thinking that. I'm really just spitting freestyle. Hey! <laughs> Welcome to the Keith Battle Podcast. That would be me. I'm Keith Battle, and I'm so glad for you all support. Thank you all for tuning in. Love having the opportunity to talk to y'all each week and uh, talk about topics that really matter to our lives. And the day is no exception. I'm really excited about today. It's a very important topic we're talking about today that we don't spend a lot of time talking about. And I'm grateful for our guests coming in today as we talk about the subject of community. And a lot of times when people hear the topic of community, they think about, you know, community engagement, like, you know, serving in our community and, and helping out in the community. And I think all of those things are well. And, and we've talked about that and we could, we'll continue to talk about that. But what I want to talk about today is being a part of a community, being involved, being a member of a community, like being connected to people relationally. Because I'm concerned in our world of technology, of social media, and all of the stuff that we have now, it has disengaged us as a people. I was sitting in the airport recently, and I was sitting beside somebody, and I just started looking around the airport waiting area, and every single person in the waiting area had a cell phone out, even the aircraft staff. Like, very few people were socializing with each other. Like we go on our phones and we, we go in our space and there's very little. I had one conversation with the person I was sitting next to and that, that was, is anybody sitting there? That was it. That's all we said to each other. And we both were on our phones looking at our own world. We're in our own space. And I think it has disengaged us on so many levels. So I'm really grateful today to have uh, some special guests here today that's going to help us to reconsider um, our disconnection and what we can do to stay connected. And with that, I want to introduce Ms. Terry Parker, who's director of small group community here at Zion Church. Welcome, Ms. Terry. Hi. As you can see, she's very energetic and comfortable. <laughs> and then her assistant director, the assistant director of our church, small group community, is Ms. Nadine Morrison from the Bronx. Bringing Nadine. Huh? <laughs> BX. That's what they call it? Yeah. BX? BK is Brooklyn. BX is the Bronx. BX is the Bronx. The Boogie Down. It was Manhattan. MT? Just New York. <laughs> Just New York. <laughs> New York. Isn't that a borough, though? It is. And the other one is what? Queens and Staten Island, I think. Jamaica. No, Queens is Jamaica. There's a Jamaica in Queens. Queens is a, it's five boroughs. Mm -hmm. You hear the boroughs? It's five boroughs. <laughs> Queens, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Bronx. And I think Staten Island. Harlem. Is Harlem a Harlem is in Manhattan. You sh you sure, Nadine? You from New York? You don't know the five boroughs? I'm saying Staten the only Island. one I don't know is Staten Island. <laughs> All right, Staten Island. We're going with that. So Nadine's here. We also have bringing up the rear Marcus Jones, yes, who's actually a member of Nadine's small group. Yes. So we're going to talk about that because that you know mixing genders in a group we don't talk about all that kind of stuff so really what we're talking about is what is community all about how do you connect what is the importance of it why should you be connected what sh why should you consider a small group community and all of that so thank y'all mm -hmm. thank you marcus mm -hmm. no problem nadine thank you yep. let me start this off by asking this first question from you all's experience what is the difference between somebody who's an active part of a small group community in your opinion and people who are not 
Do you see any differences in somebody who's engaged in community and people who are not? Just your own experience. Um, from my experience, I've seen that people who are engaged in community are more likely to be conscious of their walk with Christ because of the accountability they have with other people. And also, they're less likely to reach out to me as a director as opposed to their small group members because that community not only learns together, but they care for each other. And mm -hmm. so that's a big win when people are seeing that um, I don't need to go to the pastor. I don't need to go to the small group director. I'm in a community with like-minded people who can be there to help me take next steps, mm -hmm. challenge me in my walk when I'm not walking right, and also just be there for support and understanding. And so I've noticed over the years that some people, once they get into community, their walk is kind of different. So let me let me help let me help somebody out that doesn't know some of the terminology. Because in church, we use terms that people who are not church don't know. So when you say walk, mm -hmm. they need to get their walk right. What we're talking about is a person's relationship with God mm -hmm. and how tight that relationship is, how consistent that relationship is. Is it is it a daily connection that they have with God? And you find that people who are in a community or a group of others who are trying to do the same thing that that walk is stronger that that relationship tends to be stronger than people who are not because of the level of support yes. and they don't have to lean on higher levels of church leadership um because they have that support right within that community yes good good any other distinctions that y'all would add to I, that i would piggyback on what she said like the accountability is there because you build relationships with these people and you talk regularly. You talk, you know, daily, and you you feel bad when you have to tell them things that you're not happy that you did, and you yeah. feel good telling them when you did do good because you build. It's like family outside of your family, so right. The, I just the accountability is there, and I, I appreciate that about it. Yeah. I guess we can live kind of kind of live any way we want to live, so to speak, if we don't have to check in, mm -hmm. you know, with the circle, right? And I think we all need that kind of boundary in our life because we alone. You know, can who's who's governing my life if I'm living it by myself? Just kind of dance to my own music and do my own thing. And some people would rather have that. They don't want accountability. But if you're trying to get somewhere, even if it's even if you're in a community that's not biblical or spiritual, you might need to be in a community to help you lose weight or a community to help you get your money right, like a financial peace community or something like that. That, you know, I've been blowing money, blowing money, blowing money by myself. But now that I'm in this financial community or financial small group, now when I come in and they say, did you save money this week? Did you donate to charity? Did you blah, 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 blah? You got to give an account. So I think accountability is a very powerful word. And I, would you all all agree that that kind of is one of the key words that describes yes. small group? Yes. Absolutely. Accountability. All right. Um, how have you all personally benefited? And being in community because you all are in a small group right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you've benefited what ways have you benefited by being a part of community in your own life and i i love it it's like it's like family for me i get i get sad when i can't make the groups it's like <laughs> and how often do y'all meet um bi-weekly um, so that's every, every other week right all right and uh it's, it's just um Oftentimes, uh, we'll have a set time where we're supposed to meet, like, say, 4 to 6. Mm -hmm. And we enjoy each other's company and conversation so much, we could be there till 9, 10 o'clock. Wow. Just uh, discussing life. And uh, like Nadine would say, all right, y'all, 
I have to pray us out here. Mm-hmm. But everybody can stay, and we're welcome to stay. And so she'll pray out, and she'll say, "Who has to go?" And everybody will look around like, "I ain't going nowhere." Mm-hmm. And then we just keep talking, and um, yeah, it's it's been some. That's what I enjoy. I enjoy the the family part of it. And yeah, just the building each other. It's it's incredible. Yeah. I, I really really enjoy it. Family community. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Even after the person the host dismisses in prayer. Yeah, nobody moves. Y'all don't want to <laughs> leave. <laughs> we call it the after party. The after party. Mm-hmm. That's when it gets real. <laughs> nice. What have you? What have you? What have been some of your benefits, Nadine, and being in the community? I, I'll echo. I think what Marcus said. It is having um, people who maybe are in your same. I don't know. We call it stage of life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a churchy term, mm-hmm. but people who are no, that's not in, church, right? They, you know, they're in your demographic, whether they're same age as you, same they're single like you or like me, um, and they can understand where I'm coming from or what I'm struggling with at that moment. Cause I might have uh, an older auntie or something that I can go to and talk to, but she's not going to really understand what I'm going through at the moment. She's her, her advice to me is different. I mm-hmm. might not be ready to receive it versus somebody who's in my group. It, they love God and they don't judge me. They mm-hmm. just, they're like, I'm gonna tell you right, but until you're ready to do right, I'm gonna walk with you where you are. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's like, you can't, you can't. I don't know if you can pay for that because I go to. I've been to counselors and I appreciate what my counselor brings, but I can't call them at three in the morning. I can call my, you know, my small group members at three a.m. Like, hey, I need help. Pray for mm. me, or you know, I'm about to go do X. Somebody come mm. stop me. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> you know, that's good. Three in the morning. Three in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good. Not too much going on. Good at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you benefited from being in group, Terry? Most definitely, it's an opportunity for me to glean from other women, but mm-hmm. also it's sort of like I take the mask off with them. Mm-hmm. Some people might see me one way, but with the ladies that I do group with, because of the relationships we have, I'm easily exposing myself to them. Mm-hmm. And so they help me take next steps, hold mm-hmm. me, like I said, accountable, even give me directions in areas where they think I'm not walking correctly. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate them and being in community with them, building relationships. And the one thing I like about my small group, we're at different stages on our spiritual growth journey. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate the woman who acts like the mother to me, Mm -hmm. who's guiding me and correcting me. Mm -hmm. And I also appreciate the value that I could give to a younger sister in my group. Yeah. So being in community with other people, I can't imagine life without it. That's like, I love that because I can see like, even though you didn't say it this way, like generational leadership, like, you know, there's somebody ahead of you and you're ahead of somebody. And so sometimes it's good to have that kind of uh, diversity in the group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas Nadine says she's benefiting because there are more contemporaries in mm-hmm. the group. So, so there's no one size fits all. Like, nope. you know, there's so many places where you can go and connect and get what you need. Yep. And maybe at this season in your life, it's good for you to have some younger people you can pour into, as you said, and mentor and some older people or some. And it's not even about age when you get mentored. Mm-hmm. Somebody can be younger than you that mentors you because they're further along. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just where they are. That's it's more of their stage where they are at that stage in their life as opposed to their age. So I really want to encourage you if you're listening, maybe you're on the fence about groups. You know, that's a very important piece, that accountability, that support when you need it. 
that push when you don't want to do it, that connection, that family, that space where I can really be me and not be judged, but also not be like if you say you're doing something stupid. See, it's one thing to not get judged and we just say, oh, you know, I feel you. But if somebody else to say, OK, now that you said that. Mm-hmm. Now, what are we going to do to move you in a positive direction? Mm-hmm. That's really good because I've been a part of both secular and sacred groups. Right. And in some secular groups, they have something called no crosstalk. Which means anybody can make any kind of confession and you can't say anything. You just have to go to the next person. Mm. So people can just say, you know, I just shot my dog right in the head. (laughs) (laughs) He's just barking too loud. But nobody, because it's it's called a no judgment zone. And I'm talking about, I've been in there. So I've been in secular ones like that. When I say secular ones, these these are ones that are not necessarily guided by spiritual principles. I've even been in a group with pastors where they, they actually wanted that. This is a no judgment zone, no feedback unless asked for. So a pastor could come in there and actually confess to something immoral and nobody could say anything. That was the that was the goal. And I just felt like for me, that's not what I need. Mm-hmm. I need to go somewhere where I can be take the mask off, but I also need somebody that's going to hold my tail accountable. I can't go in there and because sometimes you feel better that you got it out. Yeah, right, and, and then you, but you know, now that I got it out, I need no. some help. Right. So I mean, it, it's there if you want it, but they don't make, they don't impose upon you. But I kind of, I and and, but the key is, as you all said, is the accountability helps move you in the right direction. Right. Mm-hmm. So moving on from there, when you go into a group, let's say somebody's listening, they've never been a part of a group. They don't know what that's like. It seems a little cultic. They're a little scared. And then especially you talk about church. First of all, you try to get me to come to your church. And I came up in the church and I felt, okay, we like, okay with it. this. Now you're asking me to go deeper in your church. <laughs> so now I'm going to meet. This ain't just the pastor preaching in the choir singing. Right. Now you want me to come over to somebody's house? Right. What y'all going to be doing in there? I'm, y'all going to put, put some oil on me and make me fall out? <laughs> I, I got to drive home. Nope. So typically... If somebody walks into a group, what is what can they expect? Like, is it food? Is it is it is it a conversation? What is a typical group experience like? And I know they're not all exactly the same, right. but generally speaking, we, what is a group experience? What is what is that person? That, what they need to walk into? Um, usually, it'd be like an icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody kind of go around and you know mention how the week was, um, something good or bad about their week. Just kind of like a check in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually have food. Um, be some food somewhere. People go eat. Mm-hmm. Um, a little fun, and then eventually somebody be like, "All right, y'all, we got to take it serious now." And then we'll eventually dive into whatever lesson or discussion that we have to talk about. But it's usually we don't just dive in right away. We usually get to you know kind of enjoy each other for a while in the beginning. You know, just to check in, and then we dive in. Mm-hmm. That's the framework, mm-hmm. kind of like. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then sometimes, you know, at the end of the group, we kind of tell each other what we're going to do to improve in an area. Mm-hmm. So for us, sometimes we might touch base like, how did you do in that this week? So we'll start off continuing from the last meeting gotcha. to see how did what did you implement this week mm-hmm. to make your life different in that area? Yeah. And yeah. so we want to come back. If we give an assignment, we want to revisit it. Not just jump into the study right away, mm-hmm. but and sometimes we might need to stay there for the meeting and not mm-hmm. even go on to a deeper lesson mm-hmm. or another lesson, but just see what are you implementing? What are you doing with what you're learning and how are you applying it to your life? So so here's a question I got. And it's, this is kind of this kind of t- took me somewhere. So so let's say somebody's listening and they're a small group leader. 
They have a small group and and they're dealing with somebody. First of all, does this issue ever come up and how would you suggest they handle it? So let's say because there's an open forum for people to vent. Um, is it possible to have somebody in the meeting or in the group who always hemorrhages on everybody? Like almost every week here they come and they got their, their, their houses in a, in a fire last week. This this week the, 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 their mother died. Last week the brother died. Then somebody died every time they meet. And, and you know, but they, it, and, you know, my husband put his hands on me and then my, my, my son choked me. So <laughs> if you have a person that, I mean, I'm I'm saying that that that's an extreme, but I'm saying, do do you have any advice for a group leader when there seems to be a dominant person in the group who kind of keeps all of the energy keeps going back to them? So we can never get around the room because broken Becky <laughs> Don't do and that. sad Sam. Don't do that. As soon as we get to them, you know it's about to. Be and done. you know, like, 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 you going around. So somebody, somebody say, yeah, I had a pretty good week. You know, we mm -hmm. was furloughed, but you know, we we ate some canned food. We got through it. Right. Next person say, you know, I had a good week. You know, mm -hmm. I had a, my back jammed up a little bit, but I went to chiropractor. <laughs> and we did it. Then you get here, it come uh -oh. here, it come. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Then his lips start quivering. Start, you got to get the tissue, and for the next sixty-seven minutes. <laughs> all, all right, what do you do? What do y'all? Any advice for a group leader mm -hmm. for the hemorrhaging? Okay, uh, well we give them a name. Oh, um, we call them the EGRs. Extra grace required. And this is a cross church. Church, it's like not Zion. this is a cross. it's a Zion term. It's not a Zion term. This is a cross, cross other other churches. Church. So this is what churches call a person. Yeah. Extra grace, grace required. required. EGR. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as a leader, if you know that, like Terry's going to come back with some drama this week again. Right. Don't even sit where Terry can see you. Like, don't sit across from her. Don't have eye contact with her. Sit next to her. And so that way, as the leader is going around getting updates, I'm not going to call Terry right now because she's sitting next to me, but I know she's itching to talk. I'm going to focus on the other people in uh, the group. So the positioning. And also, we give time some time. We're going to spend 15 minutes in this section. So you have a clock. Yes. There's a boundary. We I have, like that. We have an hourglass sometimes, too, for you got three minutes to tell your story. Wow. And then we'll Get it move over. on. Yeah, yeah when the sand running out, nobody else can die. <laughs> right. <laughs> find out who else died the next time. Right. And it, ah, it, it just varies because we've had situations where we had an agenda and somebody really was in crisis. Mm -hmm. Right. You got to be sensitive to that, right? To that. We, you know, it's we, genuine. We, right. We stopped the meeting and just kind of, I, I was going to say minister to, but we, we just helped them in that situation and That's talked the them through and got them through. But then, right, like you said, if it becomes a habitual thing, mm -hmm. then now we need to start strategizing. We might need to talk to the other group members and get them involved and say, hey, right, let, mm -hmm. help me. Help, help. Mm -hmm. So there's not just me. I don't want to pick on that particular person. Let's do it as a group. How can we encourage them? Or sometimes go and talk to the person who is the oversharer and try to enlist their help and say, "Can you look? Hey, I got Marcus over here. He's real quiet. Can you help me get Marcus to talk more? Give mm -hmm. them a, a purpose ah, that's good. Yeah, and yeah, a direction yeah. for that's their. That's good. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just like Terry said, I like to also do things where it's time because you have also the opposite where the people won't speak. They come every week and mm -hmm. you're confused. You're like, do you really like it here? Y'all never say anything. <laughs> They're quiet. They just right, and you just. 
I try to do a question, at least one or two, where I'm like, all right, I want to hear from everyone. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not just the volunteers. I want every person to answer, to give them a chance to speak and maybe. You know, some people hear a question and they really need time to process. Mm -hmm. And they're really very careful about how their words sound and how they're mm -hmm. understood. And, I, you know, other people like me, we think while we're talking. <laughs> like, I'm getting it together while I'm saying it. Some people, you know, right. like my wife would never say what she's thinking while she's thinking it. I do that all the time. I'm like, yeah, you, you know, I'm getting it. Deck. Yeah, so so she's really processing. So to let's stay with leaders for a minute. So if you're if somebody's contemplating being a leader, talk about that. Somebody, you know, somebody out there because we, you know, one of the things that I'm hearing over and over again that there's more and more need for groups. Yeah, like yes. we need more groups. So you can't have a group if you don't have a leader. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like Marcus, you're in two groups, so maybe we're trying to recruit you to lead one this time, right? So, <laughs> is there a personality type or a skill set that is required that you look for in a good? What is what what is the ideal leader of a small group, or is there? Can anybody do it, or is there a skill set or a personality type that you're looking for when you're looking at when you guys? Because you have to provide leaders for hundreds of groups mm -hmm. in our organization. Is there something you're looking for in a leader? Mm -hmm. One is I don't want to say this like just willingness, availability. Okay. Because once he didn't know he was coming here to get recruited. <laughs> right? <laughs> he didn't know, right? Maybe he's the prototype. She's an amazing group leader. Like she's, yeah, she's amazing at it. What What are some of the per, What are some of the personality traits or skills of Nadine to make her an ideal leader? Because you're in her group. So, so I forget the nickname you have for the person that EGR. Uh, no, well, the other I like his better. Would, would oh, oh, sad Sam and and broken Becky. Bro, broken Becky. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so she has this ability to to not bring any negative attention on that person when they do it, and she'll casually find a way to deflect whatever they're saying and get around to other people but without making that person feel like they're taking all the attention right um she's she's very good at um diffusing because oftentimes so many people in the room different personalities it, it could get maybe into a, a debate mm -hmm. or maybe mm -hmm. even like an argument <laughs> she's she incredible at diffusing it but bringing everybody back in on the same page and nobody leaves mad at each other or Wow. And then she'll leave we should have you lead more of our staff meetings. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> you probably be in there just ready to cry forever. And then she always slides a scripture and she keeps she keeps a scripture in there. Like, uh -huh. like she's she's very good at it at reeling everybody back in. Your, your, your check is in the mail, young man. Like, <laughs> nice. Right. <laughs> I think it, and I say I look for so a willingness. Um I don't even know if part of his personality. You want someone who can help Maybe keep because we can teach it. There's some skills we teach, some soft skills and some hard skills. Can you keep a conversation going around the room? Mm -hmm. You know, with sensitivity to, like you said, that the, don't be afraid of silence, but don't let the silence go on too mm -hmm. long. How do you how do you kind of just feel when it's right to do that? And some of it you can do by modeling. Mm -hmm. You know, we like to look at the people who are in the group, and and unbeknownst to them, sometimes we're giving them tasks to see how they react. And then we're like, okay, you handle that well. It could have just been prayer or an mm -hmm. icebreaker. You, you did a good job with that. And I'm taking a mental note. I'm going to give you more responsibility next time and see how you handle that. And based on how they handle those little tasks, then you're, you're kind of grooming them mm -hmm. to be the next leader or to be a leader of a group. And they don't mm -hmm. even know it. Um, and you, so you're just looking for that. Some of it's just availability and teachability mm -hmm. and, a, mm -hmm. and a humble spirit. Yep, I had a leader used to say, you're looking for fat people, yeah. F-A-T. Faithful, mm -hmm. available, and teachable. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and 
to that, you keep saying, you both have said, Terry and Nadine, that you want to sit where you can see people. So obviously, uh, an ideal group is in a circle. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing to look for. Don't don't expect to come into a group and you're in rows like it's a lesson, like it's a classroom. Mm-mm. And so some people think of that like, okay, this is a small group, so I'm going to be in. This is be like eight of us in the class and we're sitting down listening to Mm-mm. an instructor. Not at all. Because you don't view, view the leader as necessarily the expert in the room Mm-mm. on a topic, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. At all. They're more facilitating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because I, so, I know by the end of it, I don't want to be, I tell them in the beginning, I'm going to do all the talking or most of the talking because... It just to set it up but I say as the weeks go on I really want to hear from you guys mm-hmm. and I get excited about that hearing from everybody else and asking good questions and saying well how did you handle that how did you apply that or what did, mm-hmm. what did the Bible say about that and just seeing how one com- one comment sparks somebody mm-hmm. else's comment and then sparks another comment and that I like the, the synergy in that and when you say as the weeks go on is there a start and an end to a group and if so what is that window? Does it go for six weeks, six months, six years? What, what, how does the group, what is the group's um, rhythm mm-hmm. typically? Well, there are some groups that have a start date and a finish date. Okay. But majority of the groups that meet in people's homes can go on for years. Okay. It's up to the group members and the leaders. Mm-hmm. With at certain seasons or times of the year, you might open the group. To invite others in. Mm-hmm. First, most people want to get comfortable with who they start out with. Mm-hmm. So I might say, it's eight of us here, but you know what? We really have space for four more ladies mm-hmm. to come into this group. So after we finish this session, I'm going to open this group and invite some more people into it because mm-hmm. there are people who want to get in community. Mm-hmm. So it is a start. Go ahead, keep talking. I it guess. is a start um, time. But an end time is contingent on the leader and the group members. Some people have been together for three years, but mm-hmm. long as they're taking steps towards spiritual growth and their community is healthy, mm-hmm. we let them continue. But if there's a, a lot of people trying to get into a group, we will ask, can you ask your group members, can y'all take in someone else? So you they can learn just like you learned all these years being in community. That would seem like a real controversial moment because if I take if I spend years with this group of people and we have a level of honesty and connection and like self-disclosure and then we open this up like but wait a minute I've been telling y'all about my my cancer treatment, my my struggle with my my sexuality um my issues with my money or like and then y'all gonna bring like 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 i would i would assume there's probably some tension when you get to the point where somebody's saying it's time to open the doors for new people is it does that happen or are people just saying oh sure let's that happens in some groups but some groups are open to inviting others in because they see the benefit groups have for them why not let someone else experience this and do they do the inviting in or do you have to funnel them from like registrations that come in people sign up and then you have to try to place them how does that work mostly is it both ways? it's us funneling them in we mm-hmm. they might sign up and we'll sign you to this group now there has can somebody though who's in a group let's say you're you got a group right can you just well you're the you're the, that's your bad example because you're the director <laughs> but let's say there's somebody that's leading a let's say a, ch- a church group a mm-hmm. zion church group 
and because we have over 100 church groups, right? And this person has 10 people in their group and they say we can bring in two more because I want to come. My next question is what's an ideal size? So they say two more, right? Can they just say, hey, I got somebody I work with. I love to bring in our group and they just do that or do they have to go through a system? What 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 would be ideal organizationally or how do we do it here? Because it may be people do it differently, but how do we handle that when somebody Okay, if you came to the group and you said, um, you asked, could you invite two friends to come to the group? At that point, it's between the leaders and the group members to make that decision. Now, so the group could grow organically like that. Yes. You don't have to wait for somebody from the top, top to, to say, hey, up. we got two people looking for a group. All right, got you. Mm-hmm. Got you. So what, what what would be the ideal size of a group? Is it Can a group be too small? Or can it be too big, in y'all's opinion? I don't think it's any. I don't think it's too small or too big. I know. And I know when it's smaller, it can be more intimate, mm-hmm. and um, people are probably more comfortable. And, and as it gets larger, um, it's it's more personalities. It's so some people are like when more come, and some don't. It really mm-hmm. depends on the dynamics of the group. Because we've had situations where they didn't like more people coming, and some people wanted more people coming. It's it's really not a one it's to the individual, right? You're in a you're in a, you're in two groups, right? Yes. Marcus, you're in a you're in a co-ed group. Yes. Is the other group co-ed too? No, it's all men. Man, tell me, t- talk about the differences between the two and why why you're in two groups. And oh man, yeah, I'm sure you get different <laughs> things from both groups, right? Yes. Uh, so the the all men group, there's really no limit to it. Um, the guy that facilitates it, he's like the more the merrier. Like he, he's at his house, people in the living room, the kitchen, like packed all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, and some days it'd be five or six of us there. And um, it when it's larger though, less people talk and more people kind of be able to hide and you don't really get to know who they are the and dominant personalities mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. ascend right and yeah sometimes um when newer people come you may not be as comfortable sharing because you don't know these people yeah you haven't had a chance to get to know them so you may not really be trans- as transparent as, as normal because it's, i don't know this guy right here you know, sure right? you know so it's it's uh and that's guys, in both though, groups so you're talking about this is a dynamic with men well with the men we're a lot more I think we're more transparent with each other um because it's not it's not like it's We all know we run. Right. Yeah, we just Ain't anybody here faking, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. It's how we feel it comes out we say yeah. it. and you know like with the co-ed group it teaches us a lot about the differences of like how men and women resolve mm-hmm. things cuz we think so differently. So and oftentimes um we'll have disagreements on a solution because of we're wired so differently. But it's good because it teaches us about each other. So the way the guys talk is night and day from the way the co-ed groups talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in the co-ed group, uh, I don't know, it gets it gets a little... Uh, Transparent, maybe? It's nah, I just, <laughs> he said the guys just come in and just... Yeah, it's, it's, just it's no filter. Hey, man. Yeah, it's, it's no filter. It yeah. don't always so. be about... But, but <laughs> you fa- do you find there's a little more caution in communicating the co-ed group? I feel like it, yeah. I would think so because if you're a guy and you're in a, you're in a, just fellas, once you're in a room and it's just fellas, a lot of the a lot of the game is gone. Because mm-hmm. you you know once you put females in the room, dudes you they more mindful of the way they smell. And, <laughs> is, did I, is my shape up right? right, right, and, right. You know what I'm saying, man? Is my breath tight? Oh, you know oh. I, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know if ladies do the same thing. I wonder if ladies just in a group. Don't really take as much care, especially if they're single, to just be around their sisters. Then if you start inviting some single brothers in the group, it seems like it. I don't know for a lady, but I I know for a dude. Because even when we like like if we're, if we're in the gym, right, and we shooting basketball, right. it's just fellas. It's just 
12 of us. We in there, we we going at it and we just playing, right? Put your girlfriend in the gym while you're oh, playing. Don't you get like a five five more inches on your vertical? Right. You DM people, you locking people down to J. You got to follow through. It's just like, it's so much girls. I don't care if you 14 or 54, girls change the dynamic of a room immediately when a guy's in there. And it's just, particularly if they're single. Like when you get, I'm 53 and I'm married, so really don't care who in the room, like at the end of the day, but. Yeah. For the most part, so I would th- any other any other differences as a guy between co-ed and but you're in both, so you must be getting there must be a benefit in both situations because you that's Definitely. that's time invested in your life. You sitting there sometimes for five hours in one group, right? <laughs> True. So, <laughs> is there a different benefit from one to the other that you find, and does it does it have anything to do with gender? Or it has something to do with the the topics or the the people leading or whatever. With the co-ed group. I, I learn more about the understand I understand women better and and some mm. of the way they, they come to yeah. resolutions or conclusions mm. and things. I, I feel like I'm I'm able to learn more about how they process things. Yeah, we're smarter. Right. So when you go in exactly. you go in a men's oh, group, no, you got the you that. got the inside, you got the intel. <laughs> so it's 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 very interesting. It's very different. Very different. Nadine, you're in a co-ed group. Are you in all ladies' group too? I am. Mm-hmm. What do you, what is, talk to me. What is the difference? I think for the you. same, like the, the the all women's group that I'm in, um, we can, we might broach a topic in the co-ed group, we can dive into the topic in the women's group. Right. So Why do you think that though? Why do you think this so, it stays a little shallow when you mix the genders? <sighs> I, I think it's the... I think the, it's what you said earlier, I think it's maybe people trying to, you know, maybe... Not necessarily, you know, kind of presenting themselves in a way like they can they get their best for a fool, right? Mm-hmm. right. They're like, not as comfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's still fun. Now, what about you? You do you? Are you in any other? Are you in any kind of other group than just your ladies' group? No. Have you ever done like married couples or? By the way, when somebody so so so, so I'm gonna come back to that in a second. So somebody's out there right now and they're saying, okay, let me look into this group thing. Maybe that's some missing for my life. I'm doing too much independently. Um, I'm not reaching my goals. I'm not really as close to God as I should be. Let me try a group. What should they look for? Should they be looking for maturity, um, a mentor? Should they be looking for somebody who's kind of – should they look, make a geographical decision, somebody in their area where they can get to? What kind of things should they take into consideration if somebody's considering a group? Well – geographical is important because that's most people do look for groups in the area and that are near where they can get to yeah either near their jobs or their home because they don't want to travel far Mm -hmm. usually women unless there's a co-ed group they can get in they'll definitely go to a women's group but there is a need for more co-ed groups but we don't have the leaders in place for that is there a need for more co-ed groups because you just think that's important or because you're getting requests for them? Because we're getting requests. People want mixed groups. Yes. Do they want mixed groups of singles, mixed groups of men, uh, I mean mixed groups of uh, married? Well, it would be mixed. Men, yes, a married singles. Group. What is my problem? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's singles because so we do re- have married couples They're requesting groups. mixed groups. Really interesting. And what do you think is behind that? What do y'all think is behind that request? It depends on who you are. <laughs> yeah, because I would think I would. There's just me. I would think I want to be a see what's out there. That's, no, that's can we one, be real? That's, that's one of the motivations. Yeah, who in here? And I guess they might think it's safe 
if some of the guys are coming from this church mm-hmm. like they signed up and they're in a group from this church yeah. and they're women who go to this church they might think this is a safe environment at least somebody might know them right. one of the small group leaders like yeah. usually probably will go to nadine like who well, are these guys sense. yeah that makes sense for a single mm-hmm. person will you agree with that nadine yeah and it's uh, it's mostly women though mm-hmm. that are requesting, requesting co-ed because mm-hmm. it's hard to we, when we start co-ed groups it's we have to recruit the men the women sign up and <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> wouldn't it also be? Wouldn't it? Um, maybe stretching here. Wouldn't it also be a great opportunity for a woman who's scratching her head about trying to understand a man to say, "Let me get in a group with these jokes. I got some questions <laughs> for them." Like, why? But do that y'all would scare the brothers away. They don't want to be. They don't want to be transparent. No, they don't want to be interrogated. But but couldn't that be like in the back of their mind? I'm hoping I'm being this group. I need to just understand. <laughs> What is on these dudes' minds? That happens. I'm we sure. Get grilled. Right, Marcus will tell you they get grilled. Wow, wow, wow! This has been a great conversation. I really have enjoyed it. But I want to see if there are any final thoughts that you all may have. Anything about groups that you want to share for somebody, either thinking about leading one, thinking about leaving one, mm-hmm. thinking about connecting with one. Any, any, any final words y'all want to share about community, small groups? That you want to share before we wrap up and close this week's edition I, of I would podcast. Just say you do it. It's an amazing mm-hmm. experience. Um, all groups are different, so you'll get a different experience with a different group. You know, different groups of people, but do it. Just try it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Just try it. I've just tried. Give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a shot. Hey, where can they go? By the way, if you're in the DMV area, you can go to Zion Church. What online something. To go find out about groups, it's got to be a place. Just go to Zion. Ch- what is our new? What is that? Zionchurch.org. Zionchurch. Mm-hmm. And is there a slash? Mm, well, that's the main page. So just go to Zionchurch.org. Pick a campus. Then you got to go to campus first. There's no group link. Not on that page. You pick a campus first, and then you get. So you pick a location. You can pick. Mm-hmm. You can pick either internet. Or iCampus, mm-hmm. Fort Washington, Woodbridge, or Landover, mm-hmm. and then there'll be links to show you where you can connect with groups. Right. We, you can say it. I what like about Zion, no? I was asking her, do that still exist? What about we have zionchurchonline.com forward slash join. So if you go to that page, you can see all the groups that are currently open so and accepting new members. But we can't guarantee that because we don't know if the new website shifted yeah. all that out. So go to zionchurch.org, pick a campus close to you, location or internet, mm-hmm. and then go to groups and you'll find out more information about groups. Any final words, ladies? Before we wrap up I echo what Marcus said Just try it You know The first one don't work Try another one And if that doesn't work Start one mm. Yes That's true <laughs> That's what I tell people About church You don't like the church You start go to own. Start a church <laughs> yep. Alright yep. Thank y'all so much Thank you For being here We appreciate it It wasn't too bad No, no Y'all no, got through fun. Hey y'all I really think that God Created all of us To be interdependent The first man that he created Was living by himself And God said, that's the first time God said it's not good. He said it's not good. Everything he made, he said was good. When he made the trees, he said it's good. He made the stars, he said it's good. He made the sun, he said it's good. Everything he made, he said it's good. He looked at man by himself and said, that's not good. It's not good that a man should be alone. So God has made all of us to be connected with somebody. And and I think group community is a great place to do it. Even if you're married and you're not alone in your relationship personally, you still need other relationships in your life. So consider being a part of a small group community. I hope this podcast helped you share it with somebody. Send us some feedback. Like us. Follow us. Do all that stuff. We love you. Catch you next time right back here on the Key Battle Podcast.